Good morning, good day, good evening, good whatever. Um, this is episode two of A Work in Progress. So um, I know I mentioned last episode, or I guess in my introductory episode, that I was going to be talking about my sister Rosa. Well, that's not really going to happen because I just read a new trilogy and I really want to talk about it because I'm super excited. So uh, yeah, let's just get straight into it. So first of all, couple notes. Um, this podcast is not going to be updated weekly. I don't have the time for that as much as I wish I did. Um, because like last week I had all my exams. I mean, as a high schooler, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, sorry, not going to be every week. Also, I don't know if you could tell, but I don't edit this because like, I'm not technologically advanced. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. So we're, we're just going to skip over that. Also, last episode, my audio quality may have been a bit off. Reasoning as to why, my microphone was backwards. Yeah, I'm not that smart, as you can tell, because this is like a really nice microphone that like I were, kind of saved up slash begged my parents for for Christmas. Yeah, I know that was kind of low, but yeah, so maybe or maybe not. I probably should have done something about that. Anywho, so... My podcast, thank you, by the way, first of all, thank you to all 20 listeners. At first, like, first day it was released, I only had, like, two, and then it eventually became 20 after, like, a couple of weeks, so I'm really happy about that, so thank you. Now, my podcast is available on Anchor, of course, because that's where I record this, um, Apple Podcasts, where you can write reviews and stuff, which would be really helpful, um, Google Podcasts, Breaker, um, Overcast. Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and basically any of these places but Spotify, which I'm kind of annoyed about because one of my friends, I convinced her to start doing this, and hers is available on Spotify, but not mine. It's great. But um, if I can remember the name of it by the end of this, um, make sure to check her out. She does a lot of like Disney conspiracy theory things, and honestly, I think that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, it's Disney and conspiracy theories, and we live in Florida, so, you know, can test all this stuff out. So, yeah, um, I want to apologize again. I'm sorry. I said I was going to do My Sister Rosa, which I will later on. It is an amazing book, but actually, I'm going to talk about this book called An Ember in the Ashes by Sabah Tahir, and I'm really hoping I'm pronouncing that right. So, first of all, a little bit about the author. So, she grew up in the Mojave Desert, And so they didn't have cable, so she entertained herself with a lot of books and radio. And she originally wanted to be a doctor, but then she worked in the hospital and she decided, nope, that wasn't for her. So she left the desert at 17 and graduated from UCLA and then worked for the Washington Post directly afterwards. Five years later, she started working on a book. Um, So she's honestly... If you take a look at her website, she's quite quirky in my opinion. She's worked as a motel clerk, a gas station attendant, an office manager, tutor, lots of other things as well. Um, she says her dream job would be being um, a space explorer, but like a cool one. And her favorite book is actually The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Um, her favorite movie is The Lord of the Rings trilogy, but she hates The Hobbit. <laughs> and... Um, she also has a bunch of favorite music, and if you go onto her website, you can actually check that out, which is pretty neat. So, on to the actual book. Um, 
so an ember in the ashes i actually found this um a long time ago i think in middle school so i guess not that long ago but i'm gonna say it was a long time ago and for the love of god i could not remember what it was called after i had finished it and then i suddenly found it again i was like hmm an ember in the ashes because like I was trying to read The Cruel Prince, which my friend Monique, who will probably have on a podcast as a special guest later on, um, she told me to read it, and I someone had checked it out, of course. Yay. So, searching around for a new book, and I was like, well, An Ember in the Ashes, that seems familiar. So I started to read it, and I was like, oh gosh, this is it. This is the book I was looking for. Um, and keep in mind, I'm a jun- junior, so this has been like three or four years looking for this. Not like, of course, looking like crazy, but anyway, so I brought it into my English classroom and my teacher is like, oh, uh, this is the book where like each city has a different season. And I just kind of nod my head and agreed with him because I could not remember what this book was about. All I could remember was that I had meant to read this like for so long. So um, yeah, now I'm just going to read you the official summary that's on the website by Sabah Tahir. It's on the website www.sabatahir.com slash book slash an ember in the ashes. Another slash. So anyway, Laia is a slave. Elias is a soldier. Neither is free. I love how it starts off with just a four sentence and a four sentence, and a, sorry, four word, then four word, then a three word sentence. It's kind of like a little haiku, but like really out of order. Anyway, under the martial empire, defiance is met with death. Those who do not vow their blood and bodies to the emperor risk the execution of their loved ones and the destruction of all they hold dear. In this brutal world, inspired by ancient Rome, that Laia lives with her grandparents and older brother. The family ekes out an existence in the empire's impoverished backstreets. They do not challenge the empire. They've seen what happens to those who do. But when Laia's brother is arrested for treason, Laia is forced to make a decision. In exchange for help from the rebels who promised to rescue her brother, she will risk her life to spy for them from within the Empire's greatest military academy, a.k.a. Blackcliff. They they honestly have some pretty interesting names, in my opinion. I, I don't know, it's just really creative. There, Laia meets Elias, the school's finest soldier, and secretly, it's most unwilling. Dun-dun-dun! Elias wants only to be free of the tyranny he's being trained to enforce. He and Laia soon realize that their destinies are intertwined and that their choices will change the fate of the Empire itself. So, it's kind of crazy. Like, books of this general genre, I keep thinking, wait, is this happening on Earth? Is this another planet? And my mind automatically tries to make it more sci-fi than it actually is because it's fantasy action, in my opinion. Um, This book, though, honestly, it's really well written. Like, there's not a single detail left out and it's not too slow either. Like it doesn't leave you imagining, but it always leaves you wanting more. I'm actually currently in the process of finishing the third book. So my brain is still trying to grasp like what's going on, but this world that the author has created is amazing. Like some of the stuff that she has, I mean, it's not fully explained. Like the people who work in this Academy, right? They're known as masks and they're called that because they have these masks that literally just mold to their face. Like, imagine putting on one of those peel-off face masks. That's kind of what it looks like, in my opinion. Like, at least if you look at the her third book, the cover of it, you can see the mask is, like, literally a part of her face. Like, it's not like a masquerade mask or something like that. So, 
it's kind of creative. And then there's these swords called skims. And I don't know if that's an actual thing or not, but like, I love me some swords. So honestly, it's great. Um, so this book, the reason I chose to talk about it this week was, as I said, I've been um, reading the trilogy. And I honestly think that the way that this whole world has been woven is really just well done. Like, I don't think I've seen anything too much like it. When reading, like, dystopia fantasy books, which I have not done in a long time, well, I've read actually quite a few dystopia books recently, but not fantasy, but in general, it's so easy to, like, just mush them all together, and I feel like this one really stands out because it's just so creative and so refreshing. Um, Of course, it's kind of easy to see that it's going to have that typical love triangle, and then one breaks off, and then, of course, the two main characters that you ship like, seem to want to get together, but you're never certain, and it's just a whole mess. But honestly, this book has just opened up a whole lot of, like, ideas for me, because, so, I don't know if any of you guys know what NaNoWriMo is, but next month, they're having a summer camp, and so, well, it's not like an actual summer camp, but it's an online one, so I'm gonna take part in that, along with a couple of my friends. Don't, I don't have high expectations for myself because I'm a reader, editor, not a writer. But um, she's this book has given me a lot of ideas, and I just realized uh, I can't really explain all of them to you without spoiling it. So I'm going to try to avoid spoilers as much as possible because I still want you guys to feel like, you know, you want to read it. But um, I feel like, you know, it's just there's so much going on that, like, I, I feel like it can draw a lot of ideas from her trilogy. So, yeah. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention about this book is that it's... While I have read it in middle school, it's definitely not for middle schoolers, let me tell you that. Um, it's... Because, like, the themes that are in it... I mean, of course, they don't use, like, a lot of... Cur- okay, they do use quite a bit of cursing, especially with one character named Marcus. Um... Yeah, it's insane. Oh, okay. So maybe I should give you a bit more of a summary. So essentially, Laya, our main protagonist, she basically, because her brother is now in jail, that's basically what starts the entire journey off. So she just, so Laya decides, okay, I want to free my brother. So she sets off, decides to work as a spy. Well, not decides, the rebels pretty much force her into it because she has no other option and honestly it's kind of mean because I'm just like why would you just force a girl who's literally just begging for help to do this but then it's also understandable because the prison that he's in cough or I think that's how it's pronounced I don't really know is like supposed to be one of the most like intense prisons ever so I mean it's understandable that they're wary but the thing is Laya turns out to be, and this isn't a spoiler, she turns out to be, like, the daughter of someone who used to head the Rebel Alliance. So, like, honestly, they should be so willing to help her because the family stayed away for so long. She's basically, like, she's got still, like, all the power of her mother inside of her. And you get to actually see all of that come out throughout the books. And you also see her struggling with a lot of expectations of living up to her mother and father's legacy. And she tries to, like, you know, 
embody that power of a person she's never even met. And I feel like that's something a lot of people can relate to, especially as high schoolers. We're all trying to live up to our older brothers or parents or cousins, especially for me. Like my cousins um, on my dad's side, they're all adults and they're super successful. Like most of my cousins are engineers or like they're on their way to become doctors. And as a high schooler, I know I shouldn't be looking up at that like, oh, like they're doing this, this and this. I'm like not there yet. But you see, the thing is I'm younger, so obviously I can't be there yet. So from a logical standpoint, my argument's kind of stupid, but you, I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to hit at here. So it's just like, I feel like that tone, at least that's what it is in the first book. Like it really hits home for me because I understand what they're going through. So yeah, I've, Laya, she's just a really relatable character, and you get to see her actually be fearful, not as compared to a lot of other books where, like, the main protagonist is like, oh, yes, I am a strong, independent, young female who's got so much confidence and nothing's going to tear me down. She's actually, like, you know, fearful and scared at times, and she's like, should I really be doing this? Should I just, like, you see how the way her mind works, and you really get into her shoes. So... Honestly, it's just, I I understand her pain a lot. And then there's Elias, or I guess, so he was basically raised in, um, by these people called, like, uh, well, I guess he was raised in what they call a tribe. So you have, like, the actual people who live in the cities, and then you have people who live in tribes. And so he was raised there, and then someone brought him to the school, and it turns out that the head of the school is actually his mother. I know, big plot twist, but it's really, again, not that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure they mentioned it in like the second or third chapter. I would say specifically, but I don't have the book on me right now, which kind of sucks. But either way, so his whole deal is that he hates how much like they... So there's two people that live in the cities. You have the um, illustrians and you have the scholars. And the scholars have been oppressed by the illustrians. So basically everyone in the school is an illustrian. So he hates the fact that the scholars who are pretty much innocent have been oppressed by like the illustrians for so long. So he sees this as wrong and he kind of wants to fight back. But the thing is, he's the school's best soldier. So like he everyone's looking up to him. So it's kind of hard for him to you know do anything about it. I realize I say so a lot in this. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's basically, I hope you guys kind of got the general gist of the book. I um, hope to basically improve later on in this, but um, on Apple Podcasts, you guys can leave reviews and comments and stuff, so it'd be highly appreciated if you all did that. Um, and yeah, I would really appreciate if you just left some comments of how I can improve, and, um, you know, rated it, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening. That was my not really a summary, but little bit of a rant of an ember in the ashes. Uh, yeah, thank you. And peace out. Bye.